episode 183 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. How you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, ready to talk some football, that's for sure. Yeah, so uh, last podcast we said that we would record on Sunday, but uh, you know, life be life and <laughs> it happens yeah um last sunday uh my girlfriend she had a, a bout with the flu Oof, and uh, she's getting back to her normal self she'll be able to you know go back to work this week she's been out like she was out all last week because of spring uh spring break oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah. so she took off last week and then got sick uh late last week and just really starting to recover in the middle of the week and so we weren't able to record sunday because of that and also because my internet router was giving me the middle finger <laughs> like all day sunday like again <laughs> yeah because i have um you know xfinity so instead of renting a router i just bought my own and i swear mm. to god what they they it, xfinity will um they'll quote unquote update their system so your router no longer works with them <laughs> so you have to go out and buy a new one or rent theirs so i was like i'm not gonna spend time trying to figure out <laughs> which router to get that works with xfinity i'm just gonna go to the store and talk to the dudes in there and get a new one just rent run from xfinity mm-hmm. and of course you get in there and say i want this one specific thing and they're like oh would you like to get on the mobile line would you like to add this that and the third i'm like dude i just want one thing <laughs> this could be so uh, like it was still it was like only like a 10 minute thing but so it could have been like five minutes if that guy wouldn't be trying to upsell me never fails yeah real i don't care what you do on x you go on the site uh uh in store on the phone whatever they'll try to get you into some kind of deal that you had no idea existed or that you even wanted like dude just give me what i want let's go (laughs) it makes this easier for all of us you're making some money at least just you know don't push it yeah i don't want to be in this damn store anyway with the damn (laughs) I walk in there and there's, <laughs> they're like, I think four employees, all of them wearing masks, but two of them wearing the mask under their nose. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I hope you're vaccinated boys. Yep. All right. But enough of that. We are here today to talk some football and um, a lot of stuff has gone down the last two weeks or so. Yeah. <clears throat> it's uh, just when you think like, uh, you're not gonna really, we're not gonna really talk about football as much for a while. Boy, they hit you with everything. Yeah, it's a crazy. lot of uh, a lot of players coming and going all over the league. A lot of quarterbacks, really. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. Breaking news from the athletic NYC mayor to end vaccine mandate. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just got um, on my, my new Apple watch. No, sheen, sheen, shiny. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently Kyrie Irving and all the Yankees and Mets players were able to play. Sorry. I just looked down and said, whoa, that's some major news. But anyway. um, That's good for them. That's yeah. uh, a weird, that's a weird situation they got going on over there. Because I understand the rule for um, like companies and stuff, but not for sports teams and not, especially when you're letting fans back into the arenas. Right. Like you have no idea what their vaccination status is and they're all over the place. So, you, you know, once you start opening it up to 100% capacity, then that rule should have been waived for uh, professional athletes. When anything is 100% capacity, it's it's a crapshoot at that point. There's no guarantee that you're going to, that someone's not going to get exposed. You know, I was at a concert a few weeks ago, like a month ago at Toyota Center mm-hmm. with a friend of mine. Um, she got COVID. I didn't. Now, I've had it before. This is her first time getting it. But And we're both fully vaccinated. But, I mean, it's, it's a roll of the dice at this point. That's how Tanisha got sick uh, with the flu. She went to the Royal last Wednesday when they had the half-price day, mm-hmm. and it was wall-to-wall people. Yeah. And there's nothing, there's nothing you do. Like, I think COVID, we're just at the point where it's no longer a pandemic. It's going to be, uh, what's it called, an epidemic? Mm-hmm. Where basically it's going to be like the flu. You get your shot at once a year or twice a year, and you do the best you can. That's like, all we can do at this yeah. point, you know, we without sounding, you know, crazy you know yeah we're, we're not getting 100 percent um vaccine um vaccination says in america that's not happening yeah i think 65 is the best we can hope for and you're not getting rid of it either i mean yeah. you know the flu is still around i mean yeah. i agree with you i think it's just here to stay we're just gonna have to take take well those of us who want to just take our shots whenever we can just survive and, you know, just have your sick days for COVID. Yeah. And try to stay healthy, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the year supplements and, you know, exercise, all that, you know, all that stuff that keeps us healthy, you know, from everything else, you know, you know, like your ivermectin, your things like that. You know, <laughs> I'm joking. Do not I'm talking her. vitamins. <laughs> We're talking actual stuff. Um, anyway, enough. I swear we talk about COVID like once a podcast now. It's here to stay. Yeah, I think that's what sadly when the world breaks is a is a every episode thing. But back uh, we could we- also we could always jump into you know Ukraine and Russia. I mean, you know, if, if you're feeling crazy. <laughs> I am no doctor. I'm no scientist. There are no initials <laughs> behind my name. And I'm a thousand percent more confident in talking about COVID than I am talking about <laughs> what's going on in Ukraine right now. I, 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 look, I know my, um, my limitations when it comes to speaking. And that's a, like uh, a pro, you go Ukraine, boo Russia. That's all I got for you right now. That's <laughs> all you need. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to uh, football, football. So the biggest note. Yeah, the old picks. The biggest news as far as we're concerned as Texans fans, Deshaun Watson finally traded to Cleveland for five draft picks. And then afterwards signs a five-year, $230 million contract extension with the Browns. 
all of the 230 million is guaranteed. Yeah. I uh not only that, but they also have language in the contract where he only makes I think a million dollars the first year. So if he gets suspended, which he most likely will be, um it basically is going to take out that million dollars and nothing else. Right. Yeah, I uh looking at all these deals that have been taking place lately. Um I've told you before, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life, but mm-hmm. I feel like one might have been not getting into somehow, whether it's, I guess, you know, you become a lawyer or something like that. <laughs> not becoming a sports agent, a football agent, <laughs> because uh, Deshaun Watson's agent, Mogaletta, I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Got that man $230 million while still 22 civil cases are still pending against him. I mean, if anybody deserves their 10% and, you know, a spot somewhere else, you know, much warmer when it's all said and done, uh, it might be this guy because, uh, I don't know, he he is working some magic here. Um it, it, when I see things like that or I see like black Republicans cooning around or like um, certain um, past mega pastors who take all every dollar they can and never give back the community. I just look at my mama and say, you gave me morals. I could be out there rich and scamming people, <laughs> but no, you had to raise a good boy. She's, we could yeah. be rich, mama. <laughs> She's more. She would be like the uh, the mom in Scarface. <laughs> you could be out there, you know, making money, you know, illegally and trying to give it to her. And she's like, "No, take your filthy money out of here." <laughs> I bought you a house, mom, but don't worry about it. I sure, don't want I, this filthy house money, Tony. I, I, I had to scam some of the pores, but we're making it, mama. <laughs> I had to turn my back on the black community, but look at this this house. <laughs> I got three stories and cell clean everything, mama. We could have made it, but you gave, no, you had to give me morals. <laughs> so my, my question about mm-hmm. the whole thing is, uh, did the Browns tell him that they were going to guarantee him all of this money? Because here's the thing. The Cleveland was out of it like yes, two weeks were. ago. The word was he didn't want to go to Cleveland. Uh, he was look, considering, you know, narrowing it down to like, was it Carolina and New Orleans and Atlanta? Something, one, a combination of those three, if not all three. And that Cleveland was out. He didn't want to go there. It's too cold, you know, all that stuff. But if, if Cleveland, you know, somehow slides him a, a, a piece of paper across the table and saying, you know, we can't verbalize it like we can't say it to you verbally but you know if you just read this this is the guaranteed money you're gonna get i mean that changed the game for deshaun because all of a sudden i want to go to cleveland get me to cleveland because next thing you know he's in cleveland and he's getting 230 million dollars at the end of the day money talks and (laughs) my god 
I don't know. They can say whatever you want, but when you trade the guy and then he immediately gets $230 million all guaranteed, it really feels like it was guaranteed to him in one of those meetings. Come to us. Yeah. Because um, remember correctly, when um, earlier this month, or not this month, earlier this year, he went to the Texans and they asked him where he wanted to be traded to, and he gave him a list of five teams, and it was the three NFC South teams, the Browns, and then one AFC uh, South team, and the Texans immediately rejected that one. Of course. Probably what, Indy? Yeah. It's probably it's either Indy or Tennessee, and I'm, I'm guessing it's Indy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, what you say is right. Well, I th- think what happened is he he was out of it. I really like I said last pa- podcast. I never took Atlanta seriously. I always thought they were in there just to drive up the prices for the Panthers and the um the Saints. Sure, it worked. Evidently, it worked. Yeah, I mean Texans got five draft picks out of it, including three first rounders. But you know Cleveland, I guess they were just willing to do whatever it took to get a super superstar quarterback no matter how disgusting everything is around the situation yeah like i don't know how to feel if you're a cleveland browns fan like the closest that we have to something like this is when the astros traded for roberto asuna Mm -hmm. and i remember us coming up on that podcast and ripping that decision well also they signed brett myers back in 20. 10 or 2011 and he was i mean the guy was caught in the street beating his beating his old lady i mean mm-hmm. beating the hell out of her you know um and you know when you're when you're a bad team like they were at that time signing brett myers is just like you just roll with it you know whatever um but when you're a good team like they were in what 2017, you said. Who? Which team? Sorry. Uh, when the, when they when they picked up Osuna. 2018. 2018. I mean. 18 or 19. You know, it's a different ball game. The team is a lot better there. There's more eyes on the team, so it, yeah, it becomes a big issue. And when you're a team like Cleveland, when you've got all that talent, um when you already have a lot of attention on you because of the quarterback that you currently have before you even get Watson. Um, yeah. It's going to raise a lot of eyebrows and it's going to, um, <clears throat> it's going to uh, create a lot of conflict internally for, for fans. I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if 50% of the, of the, um, uh, of the fan base for Cleveland is not happy about it. Man, I feel like that's going high. Or they shouldn't like, be happy about it. Well, yeah, well, 0% should be happy, but uh, I think 50% is being super optimistic. So right now, um, sorry, when you were talking, I was reading up on the athletic story on how the Browns got Watson. Mm-hmm. So basically, they were eliminated and they did the please, baby, please, baby, please um, on Deshaun. And Carolina wasn't eliminated yet. But this is – Carolina would not guarantee the third and fourth years on Watson's contract. 
And once um, they refused that, the Browns saw the opportunity. They came in and struck with the $230 million deal. And all I can say is, what do you like? Okay. We can't set aside the achiness. I can't even say it. But Carolina was fine going into the season with Sam Darnold. They guaranteed multiple years of his contract. But when it comes to a guy with the talent of Deshaun Watson, they turn their nose up on him. I don't. I, like, why are you even involved in the trade talks if the if the contract is 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 such a like guaranteeing the years is such toxic to you? You shouldn't even be involved at all. If you're not really serious, right? Especially if you're, especially if in year one you're probably not going to get a lot of him on the field mm-hmm. if yeah. he gets suspended. So it doesn't make. Oh, any I think sense. He, I definitely get, think he's suspended because you don't need. Like the NFL, NBA, all the sports league has proven that you don't need to be accused of a crime in order to, or have, I'm sorry, have um, charges pressed against you to be suspended. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets something like a six to eight game suspension. Right. And so, uh, man, I, I, had a, I had a point about it. Um, it's all sucks for Cleveland, but good for us. Yeah, of course. You know, you, you get rid of the biggest distraction that the team has ever had. And the biggest drain on your payroll. And maybe the best talent the team has ever had, too. I mean, it's all it's all there. Like, you know, it, all of that is factored into it. And, you know, it's clear that is now – it's clearer than ever that it's – full rebuild mode for the team. Mm -hmm. They finally get some, you know, draft capital from the terrible trades they've made Mm -hmm. over the past few years. Um, And you got two first rounders this year, which, you know, depending on how well Cleveland, well, next year could be, could be good for us too. If Watson is suspended for a majority of the season and, they don't make the playoffs like you know everybody's expect. Well, probably will pro- everybody will probably expect them to. And even they do make the playoffs, you still have two first round picks next year. You can package them together and try to move up in the draft. And this year's draft, they have the third and the thirteenth pick. Right. And we know they're not going for quarterback. We can say that much. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I think they're going to just try to build around the offensive, defensive lines, and. You know, do the best they can because I think they got like either 10 or 11 picks total in this draft upcoming. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So they got a lot of draft capital. I, what did we, last time we spoke about the Texans, when did we think that they were going to contend for playoffs again? What, two years? Oh, man. Um, I might even say three because. So, 2025 yeah because we, we talked about it i mean i may not be here <laughs> hey don't say that please don't say that i might um, shuffled off this mortal coil <laughs> you know uh like this year alone a lot of the players that were on the roster were all that's what we that was a big thing we talked about you know earlier in the season or maybe at the beginning of the season was that a lot of these guys that are on this team are 
journeymen, you know, they're mm. all on like one or two year deals. So it's, yeah, it's not like you have a lot to build around at this point, especially if like half your roster is, you know, just either going to re up for one year or move on. You know, that means you're going to have to find someone else. You're going to have to, you know, give someone else another one year, two year deal, unless you go get a, you know, uh, a marquee free agent to try and build around. If you somehow could convince a marquee free agent to come to Houston to build around. Then, that, you know. that will not be until next year, because yeah. even though they move on to Sean Watson's contract, they still have $51 million of dead money on the cap this year. Yeah. So three years doesn't sound uh, unreasonable in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't sound crazy. Maybe in two years they're around five hundred. Mm-hmm. Or five oh two. Yeah, I I'm not doing math. There's seven games. Like either do sixteen <laughs> games or eighteen games NFL. Um Right. God, it's just so annoying. God, we say this about the Texans, how bad they were, and they still finish with a better record in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. You know, we've had our issues with head coaches, but nothing of the magnitude that Jacksonville has endured. Oh, Lord. Did you read the article about uh, Urban Meyer? I didn't, but I, I mean, I heard a lot of it. That man had no business running <laughs> an NFL team, a college team, a Pop Warner team, nothing. It was each. We said before, college coaches, you can control everything. So you have this inflated sense of ego. That mm-hmm. shit don't work around grown men who make their own money. And in some cases, make 10 times as much as you do as a head coach. Absolutely. Stick to college town, you know, eateries. Stick, stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, continue on with the Cleveland Browns. Let's talk about the sad and pathetic uh, journey of Baker Mayfield last year at the end of the year we, we were talking about him and we were like Ephraim Kirk we were trying to find where he was and we both like had him around the 15 to 20 range as far as NFL quarterbacks yeah we may have been generous because <laughs> he like he cannot find a trade um he requested a trade from Cleveland before they finalized a the trade for Deshaun Watson they said no. Then after trade went through, um, he asked to get traded to the Indiana Col- Indianapolis Colts. The Colts said no, thank you. <laughs> and they also, I believe, uh, the Panthers as well were like, "No, nah, we'll stick with Aaron. We'll stick with um, uh, Donald. We're good." Right. Is it um, is it sad that as a Texans fan, I'm or not even as a Texans fan, is it, is it sad or just to make the statement that I'm glad he wasn't included in the. Uh, I knew there's no the, way. The I deal. knew there's no way he's going to be. He is. He's getting $19 million next year in the last year's contract. And he's, he's like, um, what's his name? The, the, the Kirk cousins. And like, if everything's going great, he's, he's great, but he is not the dude that can take your team from, a wild card team to a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. 
He's a he is a uh, he's a front runner. He's there as long as everything's good, he can be good. That dude made Odell Beckham Jr. look like a regular dude on the field. <laughs> like, how do you do that? Even Eli Manning can make Beckham look like a superstar. Don't know. I don't know what happens to him. Like, I don't know what team makes that trade from. So looking at the uh, looking at the 2018 NFL draft, mm-hmm. if you can pull it up real quick. If you're Cleveland, I mean, obviously you made a mistake. So do you redo this draft and go for Saquon Barkley at the number one pick? Would you have rather, you know, hindsight being what it is, would you have rather pick Saquon or Baker? Oh, we're talking redo it all? I mean, because they went one and two. Yeah, but if we're, we're redoing the entire draft and knowing what we know now, oh if, yeah, if okay. you're the Browns, you take Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I just <laughs> saw that. Oh my God, he's all the way down at number seven. Yeah, yeah. God, is he the best player out of this draft? Well, let's, uh, the first round, he might be. Oh, Lamar. Lamar was barely. He was number thirty. He was the thirty-second pick in the first round. Wow. Do you take Lamar number one? Mm, that's a very good question. I probably take Lamar number one, but if you're like the GM of the Cleveland Browns, you probably take Josh Allen number one mm-hmm. because he elite, he looks the part. Yeah. I take, you take Lamar Jackson, a guy who has won MVP. And Josh Allen, the guy who looks like he'll be in the running for a couple of MVPs. I mean, no matter what, Cleveland made the wrong decision. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think you take a running back first. But I'd probably pick either. I'd probably pick um, uh, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, they made a mistake and. That was what four years ago, and now they're spending all this draft capital to rectify that mistake. But yeah, I don't see where Baker Mayfield goes. Like, I'm trying to think, maybe he goes uh, to. He's got to go to the NFC, right? The AFC is too is too strong. Yeah, if he wants a chance at the playoffs he's got to go to the, the nfc so i mean a, a team that would have been good for them before they traded for uh carson wentz would have been the washington commanders mm-hmm. oh i had to think hard on their name <laughs> not because they changed because i was about to call them the washington commandos <laughs> that'd be a little different mm-hmm. um the washington commies that's much different. I still like Washington football team for some reason. You get used to anything. I mean, <laughs> our football team is called the Texans. We got used to that. Yep. Um. I mean, <clears throat> I know they just made this deal or whatever, but what about the Seahawks? I mean, who's on there? I don't even know who's on there roster who's 
Geno Smith, Drew Locke, and Jacob Eason are their projected quarterbacks, you know, or rostered quarterbacks as of now. Baker does kind of fit the mold of the undersized quarterback that, that Russell Wilson was. Yeah, we were talking about him in a second. Maybe I'm crazy. I keep well, thinking about crazy. Baker Mayfield, the fact that he's making um he'll make nineteen million dollars next year, but maybe that isn't a lot of money now for um even a middle of the road quarterback. I mean, we just saw Kirk Cousins get an extension for $35 million. We got to – hold on. I know I'm, you're waiting. You're waiting was, to get it in. I, I got to go. Kirk Cousins, he may be the most middling-ass quarterback you've ever seen, but he is a legend at the bank. In fact, let me go see how much money this, this man has made in his career. Oh. Kirk Cousins, career earnings. Kirk Cousins has made over two hundred and thirty-one million dollars <laughs> in his career. Unbelievable, and that's including his his extension he just signed. That does. I understand numbers, but that those numbers don't make a lick of sense to me with that man's name in front of him. Good guy, he the most middest ass quarterback that I've ever seen in my life. If there ever was a football player that that grinds your gears the most, it's got to be Kirk Cousins, because we do get a Kirk Cousins rant every. Maybe once a quarter. Because <laughs> it's just crazy how he, he just looks apart. He's yeah. never, the only time he's ever been better than average is when everything around him is excellent, like that first year in Minnesota. But he still gets paid. That's what I'm telling you, man. That, you know, going back to my, my point about being a uh, pro football agent. I mean, it's not just, it's not just Deshaun Watson, but it's, it's Kirk Cousins' agent getting him thirty-five million dollars, getting him two hundred fifty million, like over his career. That is, that is crazy, man. That is so crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna be dumb. I'm be that's gonna keep me up at night. <laughs> I know. I'm just looking. I'm trying to see how much Baker Mayfield makes compared to other quarterbacks. And $19 million might just be the going rate. Jesus. What uh what site do you normally use for uh Spotrack? Spotrack? Okay. Yeah, that's where I usually go. Hey, look, Rogers is going to make fifty million. Deshaun forty six. Uh, <clears throat> Re- 
ridiculous sums of money, but some of these guys definitely earn it. Wait, this this shows that Baker's going to make $8 million. I don't think he is. You know what? Let me go now. Is that true? Because he's still on his rookie deal, right? No, I thought his extension was... Nah, go hit on his uh his number. It's eighteen point eight, so nine million, nineteen million. I see. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what some of these things are? It's his contract is it shows four year, thirty-two million. So it takes the average of thirty-two divided by four, which is uh, I see. Yep. But a large part of that is gonna be in his fifth year. Mm-hmm. That that um fifth year option that he has. But yeah. Um, right. Man, the I base don't... salaries are under a million and the signing bonuses are less than six. Less yeah, than I... seven total. No I less can... than I can't now for life me think of a team off the top of my head that would take him. Mm-hmm. Do you think his play last year was just because of his shoulder, or is he like if if you're a GM, could you make the a case that his shoulder was the thing that was holding him back last year? Oh man. I think you can because but then you're you're getting in the territory of he's injury prone because I don't remember a season where he's played a full season without an injury issue. Because wasn't one year it was, it was shoulder and another year wasn't at the hand. Ah, he's played two seasons, 19 and 20 played 16 games. I think we're spending a lot of time on Baker Mayfield, more time than any um, front office will in this offseason. Yeah, I mean, he's still the he's still the I guess the biggest name that is technically available, whether it's free agency or trade. I mean, like I said, he's a front runner. You know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the team around him, around him that can build and he can um, be a part of, then what are you doing? Like, you spend a lot of money for a guy who you hope to get you to eight to 500. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, let's go to. Oh, so another consequence of the Sean Watson trade, um, Atlanta. Uh, tried sh- trading for Watson. They uh, asked Matt Ryan to hold on to his his um, roster bonus. He moved it back a couple of days, you know, as a sign of faith, good faith to the club. When it turned around, they couldn't get Deshaun Watson, and his roster bonus date was coming up. They turned around and traded him to Indianapolis. 
for a third round pick in the upcoming drafts. Um, yeah, I, I like the trade for the Colts. I like the trade from Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're an Atlanta sports fan, it's got to hurt to see Matt Ryan and Freddie Freeman leave in the same offseason. Oh, right. But no, I think he did great going to the Colts because they have everything in place except for a quarterback. Right. And he's, you know, at age 36, he's still productive. You know, he's, he's not a total liability at this point. And um, he is going back to an, uh, a winning, a winnable division. <clears throat> yeah, they already have the offensive line. They have the running backs. I think they need to get one um, upgrade at wide receiver mm-hmm. for him. And they could just make it run. Yeah. You think they'd be crazy enough to go after um, um oh, what's his name? He was the wide receiver in Atlanta for a long time, just got released. Julio Jones? Time. Yeah, Julio Jones. I was thinking Julio Lugo. I am insane. Yes, Julio <laughs> Jones. You know, I was thinking I was thinking that too. I you know, that as long as there wasn't a um, a beef between them, I don't see why not. I feel like if you're Matt Ryan, the 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 first thing you would do, you should do, is go to the team and say, "Get me Julio Jones." You know, whatever happened was between him and the coaches, or him and the the organization. But me and him are still close. We're still good, and we've proven we can we can win together. Um, Put him opposite side of T.Y. Hilton. And all of a sudden, that's, a, that's an interesting that's an interesting offensive, you know, lineup you've got. You know how you'll watch wrestling and then you'll look up and see that a wrestler is 36? Yeah. Julio Jones is 33. T.Y. Hilton, 32. Yep. But if you're Indianapolis, right, mm-hmm. and you trade for a 36-year-old Matt Ryan, right, you're clearly not here. You're here for a good time, not a long time, right? My saying, yes, continue. <laughs> you're not trading Matt Ryan for another 10 years. You're not even trading him for another five years. You're trading him for a good two to three years. Um. Yeah, I mean, why not go for it with, with those two guys? Because I think Jones and Hilton have at least two more years where they're they're productive and, and put them on the same roster. They where they were each big threats and you don't have a, a big threat anymore, the, the combination of them could turn into one threat. I don't know if you know if, if you get what I'm saying. Like all of a sudden, that you know the receiving core looks a little bit a little bit better. It looks stronger, at least for the next two to three years. Can you name me uh, the Colts' number one receiver? Is it a T.Y. Hilton? Nope. <laughs> okay. Second, well, 
about to be third year, man. Michael Pittman Jr. had a thousand yard season last year with six touchdowns, eight receptions. Out of USC, 24 years old. I mean, yeah, if, if you're confident with him, if he's your guy, like, maybe you don't need Jones. But, I mean, he if, did all if, that with Carson Wentz, that quarterback. Right. I don't know how much Matt Ryan has left, but I'm confident that's more than whatever Carson Wentz has. Mm-hmm. That's that's a sad thing to say, considering Wentz is, what, like eight years younger? Than Wentz was a MVP candidate until he blew out his knee. Yep. That is – it's unbelievable how, like, an injury can change – an injury can just be an injury and you get over it and you work through it and you get back to where you were and an, or an injury can be career altering. And it's clearly the case for uh, Carson Wentz. Like, even if you say that um, Wentz was getting extremely lucky that year and all the, the stats back that up, Who's to say that luck wouldn't continue in the Super Bowl? Like, right. if he's a Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback instead of Nick Foles, where's the where's his career go? And someone else who has that same what if, um, Derek Carr. Because mm-hmm. if he doesn't break his leg at the end of the season, <laughs> the Raiders probably come into Houston and beat the Texans that year. And who knows where they where they go? Yeah. Is that your segue? Oh, no. That was just me. Okay. Um, so <laughs> ever since I saw um, What If and um, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, I, I I would just sit here and talk about the other worlds that could have happened out there, that multiverse right. theory. <laughs> um, continue on. Let's talk about another trade that happened that you mentioned caused the opening in Seattle. Russell Wilson trade to Denver uh, with with a fourth round pick for quarterback Drew Locke, Noah Font, Font, Shelby Harris, and five draft picks. Um, My girlfriend, who is a Seattle Seahawks fan, declined to comment (laughs) out of pain and the flu, but and a native too of Seattle. Yeah, and she was not happy to say the least. Uh, I'm wondering it's safe for me to say this since he's no longer part of Seahawks Um, how do you feel about Russell Wilson because I'm really wondering how much he has left Um, yeah you know you know we look at it's, it's interesting how certain quarterbacks age quicker or differently. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see how differently all most quarterbacks age because you've got a guy like Tom Brady, who's 40, what, 45 years old or something mm-hmm. like that. 44 Rogers who's 39. Um, and then you've got, you've got Russell Wilson, who's 33. I mean, that's a long, I mean, 
that's another 10 years of Tom Brady. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and a Tom Brady that's winning Super Bowls in that time. And then you got guys like Russell Wilson. You got guys like Ben Roethlisberger, who was not the same. You know, he got to 39. He got to play at age 39, but he was not. It was a busted up, broken down, you know. Well, that motherfucker was cooked two years ago, so. Yeah. You know. Even if you want to say the end was at 37, I mean, that was a beaten up 37 year old guy. And we're kind of seeing that with Russell Wilson. I mean, I guess it's the style, you know, that he's not a pure pocket passer, I guess, or maybe it's his size, but he's 33 and, you know, oh man, it's, it's like, you know, he's 33. I'm 34. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to say a 33 year old kid is, he's a kid in my, in my book that, you know, he's done. I'll be 36 at the end of the month. What are you talking? (laughs) You know, that he's, uh, he's finished because like I said, like I said, that's a 10, that's an extra 10 years of Tom Brady that, that we're looking at, you know, but like, it's hard to say. You know, because that team has not been great for a few years now. Even though the talent is there. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine leaving Seattle with a guy like, um, oh, man, who was their receiver? Oh, um, I know you're talking about, not Lockett. Um See what happens when you get old kids. You just start forgetting <laughs> all kinds of things. DK Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf. there you go. Um, gosh. <sighs> okay, I will. I will stop stalling and I will answer your question and put it on. Put the burden on you. I will say no. He's not finished. I'm just asking this question because I heard it on. Um, uh, Bomai Jones podcast last week. Him and the guests we were talking about. I'm, I can't remember who it was. I think it was. Um, oh, well, it don't matter. Um, so they were talking about. And they were just discussing about um, he him being past the prime if he could do it again. And I don't know. The one thing that that I'll push back against when it comes to him being past prime is they were so run heavy in Seattle, even when he was a superstar. Like, right. I think that could, that could have hurt him. I don't know what it's going to look like now in this new offense that he's going to be playing. Um, I believe the coach in Denver is a first time coach, but I would, you know, I'm willing to give him the chance. Um, also, I don't know what the hell the AFC West is going to look like. I mean, what Russell Wilson can ball out and do everything possible and still only get the Broncos to third place. And second or fourth. Oh, I mean, yeah. You never, I mean, yeah. Like, this is the, the toughest division in football now. And uh, we got to talk about how John Elway cannot draft and build quarterbacks he's <laughs> he's been there what over a decade mm-hmm. and their best quarterbacks have come from other teams wilson and um peyton Manning. like what is it 
with the um with the Broncos is they can't develop a quarterback. Like it, they're not scouting, they don't have the coaching to uh, build them up. Like what? I I think um we need to start asking questions about what's going on over there. And also they, you know, they've been either good or mediocre for a long time. So they've never really been in a, they haven't been in a position in a while to draft a to take a chance on a uh, you know a top rated quarterback. I feel like yeah, I but could I, be wrong. but I'm not even talking about them getting a good like getting on a Pro Bowl MVP type quarterback. Like they can't even get a quarterback who plays decent for a couple of years. Like shit, even the Texans the Texans can figure that shit out. Like. Uh, I don't know. I look at, I mean, I'm, I just went back to the 2017 draft. Mm-hmm. They picked 20th in the draft, you know. <clears throat> and that was the draft where um, Mahomes, Watson, and even Trubisky, like, all went in the top 12. So you were, you know. Speaking of which, I always feel bad for Mitchell Trubisky. It's not his fault that he got drafted so high. Right. He wasn't that good in college. It's just he looked the part, so the Bears drafted him super high. It's like I didn't like. I don't understand why people get a Mitchell Trubisky. It's like I didn't say that I was this good talent. This is what they picked. Right. So I was I was trashed in. I don't know what's going on. So you know, in look, I mean. Uh, Denver was, they were light years away from picking either one of those two quarterbacks. Who would they pick? They picked, uh, they picked Garrett Bowles, an offensive tackle from oh, okay. Utah. That's right. That was probably the right decision. But I mean, you can't find a quarterback in the second or third round and get him. Like, Texas just did it with David Mills. The Seahawks, they just they did it with um, Russell Wilson, third round pick. Like, not every quarterback has to be the number one draft pick. Well, I mean, and it I, seems like Denver. You know, you got this Hall of Fame quarterback that's done everything in the league, and he can't find one quarterback in a draft to build around. Well, I spoke too soon because the very next year in 2018, they wound up picking fifth. And they passed up on Josh Allen. So, yeah, their scouting department is just, it's clearly in, in need of, a, of an overhaul. And I think quarterback say that I, hi, would you like to talk about Russell Wilson? Oh, she said she will not. And said defiantly too, I will not. <laughs> Bye. Hope you feel better. Hope she feels better. Yeah. Uh, okay, Russell Wilson, spoke by him. Um, so want to talk about your boy? I'm talking about your boy, your man's. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, of course, player in football. We're talking about uh, uh, we're talking about Anthony's uh, fancy football quarterback for many a year, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Who finally stopped doing the will I won't I thing with Green Bay and signed a three year, a hundred and fifty eight point eight one five million dollar restructure contract extension with Green Bay. 
What a number. Just round it to something for God's sake. It's 251 million. That reminds me when that douchebag treasure uh Trevor Bauer did um arbitration and the number was like four what was it? 4.2 million, but it was like 4 million 269 something. So right, it was right. like 420 69. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I could see where you're going with that, and it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Oh, I can't stay. I hope he never plays again. Um, yeah. So your boy, your man's. Hey, yeah, he, uh, he got paid. Yeah, he got paid. And if I stop playing around with the people in Green Bay come he's got the extension and as soon as he got this that extension his his dude Devontae Adams said peace because <laughs> he said he would not be playing underneath the uh, franchise tag got traded to the Las Vegas Raiders and then signed a five-year 140 million dollar contract extension with uh, a little bit over 65 million dollars guaranteed mm-hmm Incredible deal for Adams. Happy for Adams, you know, to get paid. Happy for Rogers to get paid. I mean, uh, happy for Derek Carr getting the hookup with his homeboy because they want the yeah. cars together. Like, what's the yeah, guy to say when you're like, you have a choice between playing with the MVP league or your boy from college? You're like, uh, yeah, I'll go with him. <laughs> Plus, you've already played with the MVP of the league for many years now, and nothing's come of it. Why not try something different? Why not go to someone familiar, even a little more familiar? Can I say something about Aaron Rodgers that may get me in trouble? Okay. Aaron Rodgers has the same problem that Tom Brady has, and that problem is they're old, so it starts off good in the beginning of the season, but they wear down towards the end. We've sure. seen it in two uh, postseasons with Aaron Rodgers, where the last game of the season, he couldn't make the plays that needed to be made. And the first time was uh, the game two years ago against Tampa Bay, where everybody wanted to turn around and blame the coach. <laughs> right. And then last year, what they scored nine points in that, play- like that. that yeah, home playoff game? In that home playoff game? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Tom Brady. These older quarterbacks, yeah, they can get you to the playoffs, but they're going to wear down. And I think that's what's going to happen again this year to Aaron Rodgers. He can play as well as he can for 17 games in a regular season and mm-hmm. even get a bye. But when you need the extra push to the playoffs, he ain't got no more. He, he wears down. We've seen it two years in a row. Yeah, and, you know, he's on a weaker team now at this point. I mean, let's, let's be real. You lose Devonte Adams. I mean, you're instantly a weaker team than you were mm-hmm. the day before. Um, how's he going to handle, how's he going to handle all that? You know, I don't know. And he, wasn't, he was unhappy when they weren't getting him other guys to compliment Devonte. And now he's lost that guy. So, I mean, what's going to look, he's, he's getting paid, you know, that's well and good. But um, but what you know? What does it say? I mean, it to me, it just says 
I want to get paid. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, but getting paid never stopped him from bitching before. And you know what's going to happen if they don't bring in, like if they if they flail out of the postseason again next year, or you know, knock on wood, they don't make it at all. <laughs> right. You know he's going to be he's the dude that's going to be hopping on Instagram, taking pictures of you know showing pictures of former teammates. Like, oh, I wish I had that old thing back again. Right. Yeah, you know it's. Um. Look, to Tom Brady's credit, I've always respected that he's never demanded to being the highest paid guy in the league, on his team, whatever. You know, it's nice to have that security that you don't necessarily need to be the highest paid guy because you've got like a billionaire wife and, uh, you know, lots of other endorsements and whatnot. You're bringing in $30 million a year and she's like, oh, that's cute. It's pocket change for her. <laughs> um, oh, but in the drawer over there, I don't think so. Sorry, we're having a discussion on virus. But you know, here, take him out of this one. Sorry, that's all good. He's he's never he's never made those demands, and taking a, a pay cut or whatever, it's resulted in. Six more titles than than Rogers. I can't fault either guy for their decisions for the way they've handled their business and their money. You know, because mm-hmm. I like winning and I like money. So, yeah. But you ask me whose career would I rather have is probably Tom Brady's. Of course. <laughs> Even though Aaron Rodgers is going to end up being what twice as rich as he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I, but going back to the point, I, the regular season is going to be fine because I don't see any kind of competition in that division just yet. Right. Yeah. So they should, you know, breeze by with another 10 to 12 victories. But I don't know what they do in the playoffs, how they get better, and how they can make another Super Bowl run and mm-hmm. Rodgers, um, playing time don't see it well the only the only advantage that he has is that the the nfc is now significantly weaker than it was look people are talking about making jokes about tom brady coming back because he was tired of being at home his kids are getting his nerves (laughs) no he looked at the nfc it was like all i gotta do is beat that bum rogers i got that (laughs) done that i got it yeah i mean it's a two-horse race at this point rogers and brady yeah, it is like Stafford is like, okay, can you make the same run again? We'll see. Yeah, we're not even talking about Stafford, you know, who just won a Super Bowl. And signed a huge-ass extension, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you said it's a two-horse race in the NFC between the Packers and the Bucks. Like, I definitely see that. Like, I probably would still lean towards the Rams because they just won the Super Bowl. They're still rebuilding. They have a very um, win-now philosophy, which yeah. I like to describe as fuck them picks, <laughs> which, I'm, which is great. I'm all for win when you, while you can. Um, but probably, yeah, those three teams, and I don't know 
who else in this in the division in the uh, entire conference, conference you even yeah. care about? Like you trust the Cowboys if you want. <laughs> Go down that road. Let me know how it turns out for you. <laughs> oh, speaking of the Cowboys, um, me and my girlfriend watching um King of the Hill while she was yeah. sick. First off, goat show. It was great. <laughs> and um, you know, they're talking about uh bringing it back. Yes. Yeah, bring it, but like whatever, how many years it's been since it's canceled. And I was thinking about, you know how frustrated Hank Hill would be if you told him the Cowboys still hadn't been the Super Bowl? <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's been the entire duration of that show, the entire time that they've been gone, plus the return. <laughs> they could do an art, they could do a storyline where he is regretting that one season where he hopped on the Texans bandwagon. Because that that boy JJ Watt, boy, I tell you what, that's a good man he is. I'm surprised they never did an episode where like he roots for the Cowboys and um, Bobby roots for the Texans. Um, yeah, well, yeah, because it, it was around when the Texans were back. It, you know, it was kind of winding down, I think. But mm. that's a good point. That would make sense, like Bobby. You know, just being different than the old man. Of course, uh, Dad. Okay. Why do you, Dad? One of my favorite quotes. Mm. Dad, why do you hate what you don't understand? I don't hate you, son. <laughs> Sorry, Gal Trapper. We watched the episode where um, Hank and Peggy accidentally take in a pimp, uh, a prostitute. Oh, so and, good. And her pimp comes down, Alabaster Jones, and is uh-huh. voiced by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yes, one of the best ones, dude. One of the best episodes of that's. <laughs> oh god I'm, down. I'm the mac daddy of, of oklahoma city i'm the mac daddy of arlen county see and you get your ass i got here for i kick your ass <laughs> right damn go back to shake the it he's accidentally shaking down guy you know yes. john's <laughs> <laughs> with that hat <laughs> driving cotton's car yeah <laughs> when he when he pulls up uh, next to the Reverend with the Cadillac and the hat on. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, such a great episode. I regret taking so long to actually watch that show because it is so good. <laughs> I When I was younger, I didn't understand it, so I thought it, it was just some stupid show. And now I'm watching it in my 30s. I'm like, oh, shit, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me appreciate Texas just a little more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, okay, going back to what we were talking about, um, Devonte Adams. Um, not only did you get your money, sir, you moved out of a cold weather town to get it, and I salute you because <laughs> there's one thing I hate more than anything in the world: it is being stuck in a freezing environment. That's why yeah. I live in the South. I was not made for cold temperatures. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Gosh, him, him and Carr are in the primes of their career, their careers. Um, he's on a stacked offense in a very difficult division, but he makes that team better and he makes it um, 
he ensures that Oakland is or Las Vegas is not out of the race day one. Also, he probably say, a year from now, we're going to look back at the trade and say, wow, Devontae Adams saved uh, Derek Carr's Las Vegas career. Because there have been be, yeah, rumors right. this entire offseason that they were thinking about trading him. And, th- you know, this may be the difference between Derek Carr signing the extension with the Raiders and him, you know, being a free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Do you have anything? Oh, so crazy news happened today. Before we start recording, Tyreek Hill um, trying to sign a extension with the Kansas City Chiefs could not come to an agreement. Basically said, "Trade me." And like, I swear to God, the uh, I seen that the two options were either the Dolphins or the Jets. And then five minutes later, he was traded to the Dolphins. You go to South Beach. Uh... Go to a state income tax less team. Um, you go to a better team than the Jets. And more important, what did I just talk about? Good uh, ass weather. Yeah, South Beach. I mean, he's, he's South Beach, man. The, the, shun, the sunshine state. I'm not from there, so I, it doesn't roll off the tongue because <laughs> I don't use that term as often. Uh, as a Floridian probably would. But anyways, man. Use a band and Dr. Dre does. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, if you're going to choose it between, if you're going to choose, like, if, if you were going to actively give up a almost guaranteed Super Bowl opportunity, or a better than, at least, Super Bowl opportunity, and choose between South South Beach and what is it Long Island, New York, or whatever. I'm taking South Beach 10, 10 out of ten every time. Same here. In fact, I don't even know who the New York Jets quarterback is. You? Uh, no. Oh, I just I looked up Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Okay. But even if you don't, you know, even if the, the Dolphins aren't very good, I mean, you've already won a, a Super Bowl. You're getting paid. You're in South Beach. Enjoy it, man. <laughs> These pictures of Zach Wilson cannot be right. He His face was like a, a 12-year-old uh, year old's face super implanted on a grown man's body. <laughs> you well, see what I'm 22. saying? Yeah. yeah, well he was he's the youngest quarterback. He was 21 last year. Yeah. Yeah, no wonder he's he's a baby. Someone showed um Tyreek Hill a picture of uh Zach uh Zach Wilson and he was like, Who is this 18-year-old? Right. No, thank you. I'm going to Miami. Go hang with Tua. Yeah. But yeah, that's crazy how fast that deal came about. It was like I heard that he that 
he wasn't going to get a contract extension, so we asked him to trade him. And then it was down to New York or Miami. And then, like I said, five minutes after that, he was a Miami Dolphin and signed this huge extension, four years, $120 million. He's getting paid. Yeah. He's technically closer to home because he went to West Alabama. Yeah. All these, all this money being thrown around and all these draft picks just being tossed around. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this really hurts Kansas City. Yeah. Because they did sign Juju Smith uh, Schuster, who I think is a good wide receiver, but I think he's more suited to being a number two instead of being the number one. Right. And they no longer have that deep down the field threat that they had with Hill. And not trying to knock Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. in the least, because he is by all means, by all accounts, you know, the best quarterback currently in the, in football, you know, given his age, given what he's already done, given what he's capable of doing, you know, each week, week to week, he's not the kind of guy that has, at least in my memory, I could be wrong. He's not the kind of quarterback that has elevated his like his receiving core. Like Tyreek Hill was a dynamic wide receiver, you know, from the from the jump, you know, an explosive guy that you know gets off the line and stuff like that. <clears throat> um. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You know, it, it can can Mahomes become that guy that makes that can make um, I almost said Gary Coleman, <laughs> Corey Coleman, uh, Garrick Dieter. I almost said Deuce Darius Fontaine Fountain. Um, can he make these guys better? He's going to have to now that he's lost his number one receiver. Something's going to have to give, you know. And not just that. We were just talking about earlier. The entire division is a dogfight. Yeah. And we have to remember that Travis Kelsey's 32 now. I mean, he's, he's clearly the best receiver on the team at the tight end, but he's a 32-year-old tight end, and tight end, you know, that take, is... Take a lot of shots. Yeah. And to still be productive at that age is a testament to him, but you know, it's eventually going to catch up to him, the wear and tear of that position. It's going to catch up, and you know, how much longer can he be, you know, a number one or two option for mm. Mahomes? All good questions. We'll find out in due time. Yep. Uh, Any other NFL transactions that you want to speak speak about come to your mind? Not that I can think of. I think the other one I I wrote down here was Von Miller Miller signing six-year, $120 million contract with the Bills. Uh, I 
that really seems like some funny money. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about. Like the NFL cap, it only exists when you don't want a player. If you want a player, you can move heaven and earth to make those cap numbers say whatever you want them to say. <laughs> right. I mean, how many years have we heard that the uh, New Orleans Saints, they're over the cap, they're going to have to get rid of guys, blah, 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 this and the third, and then turn around and it's like, oh, they just restructured some contracts and now they have $15 million in cap room. <laughs> it's still i i don't get the cap still like it's just crazy what they're able to do yeah you turn money you change money to a roster bonus or something like that and it's like oh this money no longer counts against the cap and it's like i i don't understand it either man (laughs) like just give me simple nba mlb contracts right No, I was looking, looking. Like here, Christian McCaffrey converted $7 million of his salary to a signing bonus, clearing $5.5 million of cash space for Carolina. Kids be doing anything they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me look at teams to see if there's anything. I can think of right now. The answer would be no. All right. Talk a little bit about Stafford getting that contract. How much money was that? Do you remember? Uh, you want me to look it up? Come on. I didn't even know he resigned or, uh, you know, was due. I think it was like 4 120. I'll never know because my internet has given me the middle finger again for like the second time this week. Let's see. Uh, four years, 160. Good money for a Super Bowl winning MVP uh, quarterback. Yeah. Did he win MVP? No, that was... Uh... The was it receiver. Donald? Oh no, yeah, Cooper Cup. You're right. Cooper Cup. There you go. All right, so we are done with the NFL for tonight. So before we go, <laughs> we gotta talk about the sad news: uh, Carlos Correa signing with the Minnesota Twins. So, yeah, uh, I will let you start. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, if I didn't think it would get copy uh copywritten i would play some boys to men right now into the road <laughs> um man i don't have much to say honestly at the end of the day he didn't want to be here and gotta move on gotta go where the money's at you know we you know he he did a lot of good in the playoffs um it's it's a very it's a very teeter tottering issue with him because he did he had some great home runs in the playoffs, but he is injury prone during the regular season, so he never lived up to the full potential of the regular season. Um, but was part of that core group of players that that helped win a title, um, and 
yeah, I mean, made the team fun. So, but at the end of the day, he, he chose the money. Can't blame him for it, but uh, not going to cry over it either. I think it's a two-part um, thing. I think I think he'd have been long gone if the lockout had never happened. Of course. And I think uh, the Astros front office, they had already made the decision that they were going to run with Jeremy Pena. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless he decided, hey, let me take this offer. What was it? The... Um, was it five years, one sixty? Mm-hmm. Unless he, it. unless he took that, they were going to play hardball, get him out. Um, the Astros, they definitely like once they decide what you're worth, they stick with that. We've seen that with um, Springer, Correa, now Garrett Cole, um, Keiko, Keiko, and yeah, I'm a little disappointed because I do want to see. You know, my team, well, yeah, my team come back and, you know, make another run at the World Series and things like that. But, you know, I'm going to say, I said the same thing. Um, You know, I tell a story. I ran to Keiko one time during his uh, free agency, like at Petco. That's right. And like, I just went over to say hello and I shook his hand. I told him, good luck in free agency, go get the money. You know, I'm yeah. never going to tell anyone to take less than what they should get. Mm-hmm. And that goes for professional athletes. That goes for anyone, you know, listening to this right now. You go get every damn cent that you're worth at all yeah. times. And so when um, it's I, the only thing that I, it was just shocking to see the twins right. because they were never in discussions for Carlos Correa until like the very end. Um, we can thank the Yankees for that. Right. And, you know, you taking can... that Josh Donaldson deal and freeing up $50 million <laughs> in their cap. But um, yeah, I'm not like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, but I understand. And yeah. I wish him and his wife and their little baby all the luck in the world. I hope he does great in Minnesota every game except for the ones he plays against us. Right. And there's and, you know I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. Go ahead. Okay. There's two things there's two things that you know about this. It's like he could have it was either he was either gonna take the rumored what three hundred million dollar ten year deal that Baltimore was rumored to have offered. I love now that he's taking that twins deal. Reporters are coming out and say, oh, that never existed. Okay. Sure, but it was talked about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Or, and I think, honestly, I think this is the smart, I think it was the smart move, if you're going to do it, to take the twins deal. Because, the, like we said, the lockout totally screwed up his plans. And now he can get out after, the, he can opt out after every year if he mm-hmm. wants to. He's already, so he set his he set the 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 annual salary that he's he's going to be seeking going forward. So if he opts out after the first year, he's not going to take anything less than thirty five million, and he's going to have a full off season to negotiate a long term deal. So and it'll could, only be twenty eight, right? It'll only be twenty eight. And yes, you're right. I agree will never deter you know anybody from taking the money 
And the reality is he valued himself as a $35 million shortstop. Now, do I value him as a $35 million shortstop? No, I don't. But it's not my money. It's not my team. And, you know, he's got to do what's best for him. Mm-hmm. And he clearly chose the money. And that's, you know, it's bittersweet. Yeah. It's only bittersweet because he chose the money over the team that we root for, you know? Yeah. If we were Twins fans, we'd be, you know, drunk and throwing up and crazy excited and ready for the season to start. Right. You know, it only yeah. sucks because we root for the team he left. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I have no problem with him doing the best for him and his family and going for the money because <laughs> – if you know, if I get a you know a um an email from Indeed and I can do the same job I'm doing now and they're paying me two times as much, best believe I'm going. I ain't got yeah. no loyalty, no crazy loyalty like that. So okay. you know, I'm 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 all right with it. Um, yeah, I get it. Like I hundred percent get it. I wish he can come. I wish he came back. I understand why it didn't happen. I wish him the best of luck. Um, so how do you feel about uh, the season as an Astros fan? Locked and loaded, you know. Like like we talked about the last episode. It's still a good lineup, it's still a good team, and uh there's no pressure on Pena because he's in this lineup. He's gonna have whether he hits leadoff or he hits eighth in the in the order. He's gonna have. He's gonna have the leash necessary to, you know, get it together and to, you know, prove whether or not he's the guy. If I had to guess what the bag lineup is gonna look like, it's probably gonna be Altuve leading off, then Brantley, Bregman, Jordan, Yuli, mm-hmm. Tucker, McCormick, then Pena. And then Machete. That's what I think it's going to be. Yeah. And I said leadoff just because I was on ESPN yesterday and they showed the lineup. For, I think it was yesterday's game. And he let off the game. So <clears throat> so they're clearly experimenting with the idea of him being a leadoff. But, you know, obviously, if Altuve is your guy, then, you know, <laughs> you can't. There's no other. There's no debate. <laughs> Yeah, well, the Astros finally won a spring training game, so I don't think they're taking these games too seriously. Yeah, uh, I think this is the first game they actually had the regulars in. Ah, uh, okay. That's good. You know, Carlos Correa has only hit over two eighty once in his career. Yeah. Okay, you guess what year that was? Was it last year? Nope. He had 279 last year. Uh, 2017. Yep. Yeah. Let's see. What are the projections for Carlos Correa this year? 275, 27 home runs, 100-some RBIs. I mean, that's great for, for your shortstop. I'm like, if, if Pena is able to hit like 250 with like 15 home runs and while playing, you know, B, 
defense, if you get 60% of Carlos Correa, it's, you can still make another run at the World Series. Yeah. I think I said before, I'll say it again. I don't, what team has really gotten better in the American League? Maybe Toronto. But yeah, yeah, Toronto. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, everybody, you know. And not yeah. a whole lot of yeah. Maybe I'm just being a homer, but I see the betting odds and they have the Yankees in front of the Astros. I'm like, yeah. I don't understand. I don't you know what? I always forget betting odds are just for people to bet. So of course, more people probably because the Yankees are a public team, there are probably more people betting on the Yankees than the Astros. Mm -hmm. So it's probably juicing the numbers that way. But I, I don't understand how you can look at the Astros, the Astros and Yankees and be like, yeah, definitively the Yankees are better. Let me put it to you this way. I would rather take 39 year old, just removed or, you know, coming off of Tommy John surgery, Justin Verlander than any starting pitcher on, on their roster right now, than the Yankees. Oh, wow. Even over Garrett Cole? Oh, shit, I forgot he's on the roster. <laughs> ah, so much for the big talk. Yes. Oh. Yes. I, uh, no. Oh, uh, no. No, stand in your beliefs. No, I can't. No, of course not. Coward. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. I forgot he's on that, that roster that in that rotation. Yeah, well, there are two different Garrett Coles. There's one with spider tack and one without. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll do more. Um, I think we'll have a big baseball um, blowout uh, as we get closer to the season. Yeah, and I'll be sure to give you my. Uh, we'll be sure to go over my fantasy baseball roster after my draft, whenever, whenever that is. I don't even know. Oh, sure, that'll be entertaining to all those zero people listening. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we'll actually talk, we'll do a baseball and we'll actually pick our divisions and I'll actually round down and keep them this year. Um, all right. So we're done. We're done for this podcast. Um, and I'll talk to you off air about our next one because I'm not sure what to do. I have an idea. But I'm not hundred percent on it yet. Um, so that is it. Anthony, anything else for you, my friend? That's all I've got. All right. We've been yipping and yapping for uh almost what the hour 45 time for us to get up out of here oh yeah yeah we are long-winded but everybody <laughs> knows that all right uh thank you everybody for listening download share and subscribe we appreciate it um and we will be back next week with another podcast anthony pleasure as always speaking to you my friend always and uh we shall we'll be back later oh and um I, we didn't say this on our air last podcast, but I just want to give congratulations to my brother. He is a happily engaged man now, getting married in a couple of months. Um, can't wait. Um, the wedding will be my first time meeting my new sister-in-law. So, um, you know, I'm excited. That's awesome. Always yeah. good to hear, man. He's, he's a good guy. I'm happy for him too. Yeah. So Daniel, if you're having to be listening, both of us want to say congratulations. Happy for you. Proud of you. And uh, can't wait to see this life of married bliss that you'll have. Hopefully many, many years. 
All the best. All the best. All right. Get out of here. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Laters.